It's the Friendly Fire Show, uh, live on Twitch, and and like we always do, I guess, I don't know, uh, episode 100, 190 for the start slash midpoint wow. of November 2021. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Steve from Survivor. I shouldn't say from Survivor when it's just us two, but too bad, uh, and with me is my bestest buddy, Ben from Survivor, also Ben Salter. Hi, Ben, how are you? That's right. Well, I'm great. Good to be back. And you know what, Steve? I'm just looking at the rundown, if I can open it up. For the first time in probably like 100 episodes, I've played all of these games. Nice. Normally, it's you who's played everything. Uh, I've actually had time to play some stuff. Well, not really. I've played bits of all these games. Well, actually, there's one I haven't played, your standard yearly uh, dancing installment. Besides that, yeah. You've not missed time, like anything at all. But... And hi to, to Pico Trek, Pico Trek. I'm sorry. I'm... I, I'm bad with names. Call me Stev if I got it wrong. Um, ben, there's so much to talk about. We can't, like, the, we don't need a COVID update. Uh, we can give a quick, no. like, happy birthday to Claire for yesterday because that's important. Good good job, Claire. Mm. And a happy birthday to my mom for today, the 11th of November, even though it's technically not wow. her birthday in Canada until tomorrow. But you get it. Um, we have so much to talk about. So let's just do it. And we're going to start, yeah. I think we're going to start with you, dude. Um, you reviewed Mario Party Superstars, which is a new, not mm -hmm. new game, obviously, because it's like a, a, a compilation of, of Mario yeah. Party games. You just take it away. I've, I've not played this. Go for it. So it's a standard 2021 game because it's a, it's a bunch of old stuff again, which is pretty much everything I've been playing all year. Uh, and that continues next week with Pokemon, so it's very much, it's a very Nintendo thing as well this year. But basically what this is, it's um, the best of Mario Party up until now. So there are five boards, they come from Mario Parties 1, 2, and 3 from the N64, which uh, in my opinion always have been the best Mario Parties, just the ones that I grew up with, the ones that are fun, the ones that actually injured you, um, which wasn't intentional, just how the 64 kind of rolled. Um, and then the mini games. so there's 100 in total and they come from all Mario parties up until this point besides Super, which was also a Twitch game. So they range from uh, 1999 up until 2015, which was Mario Party 10 on Wii U. And I think that's the most impressive thing. Like they've all been modernized slightly to kind of come into the same game. And you wouldn't necessarily know that these games are 15 years apart. They they all feel like they're from the same place, which I think is actually quite impressive. I can't think of any other franchise that could do that from such a big history and bring them together. Um, in the same way so yeah really fun um i have played it offline i actually had a mario party <laughs> uh, my favorite part is there's no motion control so everyone knew how to play there was no wild waggling some people were a bit confused not having played a switch before by a joy con just being like what is this monstrosity of a controller again because i played with people that played this on the 64 and i just had to point out do you remember what the 64 controller was it's like I actually have one for Switch, and it is a beast as well with the old three prongs. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun, easy to pick up. It's the classic gameplay. So I think that's what has really helped uh, Nintendo here is they've been able to go back to what was really good. It's kind of a reboot in a way. They Each time they released a new Mario Party, they kind of had to find a new way to make it fun, make it different, give you a reason to upgrade because it almost became an annual uh, franchise for a little while there. So there had to be a hook. There had to be a gimmick. Um, by going back and doing kind of a best of um, and using the uh, only the original style boards, they get to go back to what made it work um, really well. So my only disappointment really is there's only five boards, which is like the least of any Mario Party game. And I think for a, uh, a re-release of old stuff, there should have been at least two from each of those games, if not three. So um, <clears throat> hopefully they have more. And uh, they did that with Mario Golf, like that launch with not enough um, courses and they, they added those later. So something they have done and the other odd thing is it includes tug of war so if anyone knows what tug of war is you'll know straight away why i'm so confused that it's in there it's the game that cost nintendo millions and it's why they i think they they never released mario party one on the wii virtual console for this reason um basically you go like this with your controller and your palm um do that again just to, do it again for the the twitch stream it's this okay <laughs> that's it <laughs> uh really really quick and so Pretty much what happened was they, uh, yeah, that's it. They um, they got sued a bunch of times because people were like, one, they were drawing their controllers, but two, they got like blisters. And so to solve that, they had to like 
if you remember with the Wii, they had to send out those free kind of rubber gloves for them because people were accidentally throwing it at their TV. Um, they had to send out gloves because people were ruining their palms, basically. So all they've done, they didn't change the controls. They just said, do not use your palm for this. But anyone that's played it before means not doing it like that means you're definitely going to lose. Your thumb just can't do that quick enough. So I don't understand why they didn't just change it to mash A. Did you used to use a battery? I used to use it like a battery on the old, like the old controllers. Like that was the trick. It was like a double A battery and like you kind of like just rubbed it. No. A bit of that. I was just of the uh, the generation that ruined their controllers for this one mini game. So <laughs> uh, to the degree that if we were, and now and again we still do play Mario Party One. If we bring it out and that game comes up, it's everyone controllers down. What's left of this controller we do not want to break, so we're not playing it. Just an odd choice to include it. That aside, the rest is really good. So uh, the best Mario Party's been in in probably ten years at least. Is there still that thing where? Like you're leaps and bounds ahead, but it's it's like it's not rubber banding, but it's kind of like Mario Party rubber banding, for lack of a better way to to put it. Like, is yeah. it competitive, or like can you like run away with a win, or like are you is it trying to like make it like friendly and like everybody's kind of like together? Uh, well, there's actually a lot of customization. There's two play modes. So there's like classic, which is more. Um, you can have like a total just bastard player basically who just destroys everyone. You need some luck, but that's always part of it. And then the newer one kind of has the bonuses, which are a bit more easy to kind of follow and, and is kind of that rubber banding to a degree. So the classic mode does have, you can have one player who just seems to get the luck and they, they win a mini game. They happen to land in the star at the right point and they get the item to steal a star from someone. Uh, so yeah, that, I think that's always been part of it. Like because then you play another round and everyone gangs up on that guy because he just had outrageous luck the round before, and that's all part of it. So yeah, the the classic rules are there too. They work really well. You can even use the the original N sixty four sound if you like. Uh, I don't know why you would because it's way worse. But yeah, they, there's enough of that type of stuff in there. And can you use your fancy new old but new N sixty four controller in mm. in place of the or? Did you try? Sorry, I don't know if you... I haven't tried that. Theoretically, yes, because I know, like, people have used that controller. Like, you've got an official update to play Mario 64 in the All-Stars collection, but people have been using it to play, like, Breath of the Wild, and it doesn't have, like, the sword button, so you have to play swordless because the 64 controller has a lack of buttons on it. Sounds so, fun. Uh, theoretically, you probably could. I don't know why you would, but you, you could, potentially. Oh, well... Um... Cool, I guess. I don't know. Not not a fact-based show, so I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, just like I'll just ask you a random yeah. question off the bat with with no uh, with warning. And um, I was gonna say mm. we should play this together, but like uh, no, because there's too many other things to play. No, you won't. Another game that one we should. One good thing about online. One good thing is so the last Mario Party they didn't have online until like this year. Like they just decided no one will do that, and I think because of the pandemic they added it. So this one launched with it. And you can save your game. So if we got bored halfway through, you could save and come back to it, which I think is a useful feature. Nintendo does online terribly, but that is a one thing they got right for this style of game. Well, would you rather have that's this it. work or like the N64 emulator? Anyway, that, yeah. that's not what we're talking about yeah. today. We're talking about other games. Um, one that we've both played but obviously can't play together is is Unpacking, which is on Xbox mm. Game Pass. Uh, I reviewed it uh, on on PC, and and you've played it. I'm assuming on on Game Pass since. Uh, it's yep, it's it's a, it's like what like a, a four hour game or so. Like it's just like it's a okay. nice little like tight little game where you can just start playing and and you start in a little one bedroom kind of place and you unpack things from cardboard boxes into your house and uh, you, you progress through you know your your life and and unpack more things and it's good i like it but also like at the same time i'm someone who has moved too many times to count from canada to australia and then like a million places in inside australia so yeah. for one i just don't like moving <laughs> and i don't like games about moving um and i don't like trying to sort things from cardboard boxes into real life um, but I do appreciate how good it is and how the narrative kind of is woven through 
moving from mm. place to place from time to time and like you know like there's a, a pig a stuffed pig or like you know like a gamecube that you take from house to house to house and like there's like an actual proper narrative woven through this but also just like it stresses me out it's it's supposed to be a zen game but it basically stresses me out and i understand why it's zen like but it i it's it's like it's not triggering like that's too much that's that's extreme but it's i don't like it as much as i think maybe you like it is that accurate? Yeah, I get it. It makes you anxious. I already like it. I, I play it in bite-sized chunks, though. So, like, it's a four-hour game. It's a great weekend if you wanted to do that. That's not what I'm doing. I'm playing, like, one... So, it's split up. I kind of play one a week. At the moment. So, I have to open up True Achievements every time to see what I'm trying to do. Because, you know, that's part of it. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just kind of like, it's a really, it's not relaxing. I get that in the sense of moving is really stressful. So there's, it does weigh on your mind on that side, but it is a kind of fun, relaxing puzzle game. Uh, and I've moved a lot too. I think I've figured out I've lived in like, I don't know, 10 or 12 places in the past um, life. <laughs> that's a weird way to put it. Six probably so in the last decade. Um, yeah, so it's... I do get it. Moving is annoying. It has made me realize like when you're kind of finding all those things that just get shoved in your cupboard, like I moved last about eight months ago and I've got like several of those boxes just sitting there still. They um, don't magically means... disappear when you, when you complete one. What's, what's no, what? No, they haven't even, I haven't, I'm an, I've unpacked stuff in this game, which I've not unpacked in my real life. So like, I mean, there's some boxes here, which I just put there as a, you know, a bit of a gag and they're, they're going to stay there for years now. I can't bother moving them. I have so, so many moving, like not moving boxes, but like Amazon boxes and stuff that I've just moved off the couch yeah. onto the ground just so people couldn't see them because I was trying to feign like I'm still on top of my game mm. and professional. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, from, from moving house like in March this year, uh, I only just got rid of the last box like because you can only recycle like one a fortnight basically. Uh, like last bin collection like it takes ages so they do not magically disappear that is fake news in this game uh that's a big part of moving when you do all these boxes and you've got to buy new stuff and they all come in boxes so many boxes everywhere uh but yes i do think they what they, they've nailed the aesthetic of the younger years like the the uh i think the second place you're in you're like it's your first apartment it's a real little place you have like a mismatch of plates and bowls that don't match and know where to put them and that is that was my life exactly when i was 21 so they nailed that uh, and the fun part is seeing like the pixel art little dots on like a GameCube case and going, that's that's meant to be, you know, Simpsons Hidden Run or um, whatever it is. So I think recognizing that stuff when it's it's just a, like a blob of colors, really, but you know what it's meant to be. So that's part of the fun. We're not getting into people that didn't recognize a GameCube because what the hell, people. But um, <laughs> there, there was one yellow thing that I thought was like maybe a can opener that goes into the kitchen. But then there was like mm. a red can opener. So it wasn't a can opener. I still have no idea what it was. The only reason why I know it's a yellow thing that goes in the kitchen is be like through trial and error. I moved it from everywhere I could find to get into the right place. Um, which is, I, do, do you know what it is? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like, it, no. it almost looks like one of those things that like, it's, you could put it, it's, it's like one of those like, uh, like wrist, uh, like exercisers oh, like, like a, just has like a grip yeah, that right. you just like but it, it it's like it's it's can opener shaped and it's yellow and it i, I don't know what it is i'm just like that's a kitchen thing oh, that yeah. just goes in the kitchen it drove me insane it also drives me insane that these people and the developers are like we just put things in boxes and like that's how we actually move i would die if i move everything is organized Every, like kitchen stuff is in a kitchen box there's not a thing in the bedroom that goes in the kitchen box there's not a bathroom thing that goes in the kitchen box like everything that bathroom boxes kitchen boxes bedroom boxes no it's ridiculous hate it but um that's just me being pedantic. Yeah. Everything else is amazing. It's it has great. triggered you this game. I, yeah. yeah. Like, it, no, I, I understand it is really, really, really good. But also, like, it just makes me kind of like, like my eye starts twitching if I think about it too much. But it's also like a really amazing way to show like, an well, not an entire life, but like a very large portion of someone's life just through a, a, a dialogueless, pretty simplistic game loop thing that is just like it's really cool so I, I do i do appreciate it and it's on game pass so it's free for most of us and you can jump in mm. 
it's it's enjoyable for one it's like a four-hour experience probably at most and that's including like going and looking up guides and getting all the gamer score if you are so inclined which you should be um now ben i've i've realized i'm an idiot so what i'm going to quickly do and i'm like breaking the the millionth wall i'm going to turn on this thing that i'm about to show so i can mute it because i stuffed up the video bit so whenever i was playing videos lately i was um accidentally mistakenly putting in like noise instead of us talking which is probably better for the most part you probably want to hear trailers instead of us talking but i think i fixed it for this one i'm I'm gonna have to do it probably for every time i decided to put on videos but hey whatever like who cares i'm really good at this clearly uh we're talking next about just dance 2022 which is a me game and not a you game and thankfully it's it's not going to be a long discussion probably and we'll make sure i'm not drowning myself out which i'm not great so here we go uh just dance 2022 it you know yearly franchise it's up there with the you know the the cods and the battlefields and the the nhls and the fifas and you know it, it's good um i i've had a bit of a gap which is i think quite um that's rare for you well like no like in a good way like i think sometimes you need to have a, a break from a from a fifa or sometimes you need to have a break from hmm. a nhl or a cod and i had a, a couple years break from from just dance and uh, I was kind of annoyed with it because they introduced all these cool things like the world dance floor, which lets you compete cross play against, you know, like anybody with any platform, because it used to be that you needed a connect or a, a PlayStation camera or a, like a Wiimote. And now it's basically like just to hold your phone in your hand. Uh, you can still use PlayStation camera. You can still use a, a Joy-Con on switch. Um, but it was just a nice way to kind of like gather with people who just wanted to have a good time. Like I don't think there were like any professional dancers like vying for for you know world domination or anything like that. So you just you know had to dance, had to had a boogie, and you were good. Um, there's a sweat mode, so if you're trying to use it as as a as a you know cardio type thing, which you know a lot of us may be wanting to do in this sort of lockdown not lockdown period, um, really useful. And in 2019, like they they'd taken things out, they'd put things back in. It was kind of like chaotic. In 2019, it was like they established things, and it was in a good place. And then I just went, I, ca- I can't do this year after year after year. Um, this year, 2022, it's basically like 2019 all over again, which is good. So all the things that I like, all the things that I've just talked about, are are back in. Um, and uh, the the phone companion app seems far more stable. So it used to kind of like tag out after a while or if like your screen died, sometimes it had problems. If you used to like hit the guide button on Xbox to go check an achievement or something, it would drop out. It seems far more stable. Um, it's It's just the same kind of game in a good way again. So like, I don't, I don't know if there's much else to say about it, to be honest. It's just like a nice, lovely kind of, dancey game if you're into that the the big problem that i have is that they always tie this uh just dance unlimited subscription to it which is 14 or 15 bucks for three months of 700 songs right now which is great but if you don't have that you have like i think i don't know 45 or something i don't have the number off the top of my head songs Mm -hmm. on the disc and most of the songs on the disc i don't know what they are like there's there's like Olivia Rodrigo and there's like there's proper good pop songs and there's like a whole just a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of like I would consider padding. Um, and if like if you have the last year of Just Dance and you have the unlimited subscription, you don't get the new iteration of the Just Dance unlimited, unlimited subscri- subscription. I can't speak anymore. So like as an example, the Just Dance 2021 subscription gives you 600 songs the 2022 subscription gives you 700 songs you basically have to buy the new version of the game to get the extra like tier of the subscription it's it's all like really messy it's very kind of like latent or not latent latest ubisoft kind of nickel and diming kind of stuff which i am not a huge fan of to be honest have i talked enough about a a just dance game sorry you were asking a question yeah no, I was going to say, I thought by now it would just be a subscription. Like, you don't need a, a annual release. Like, they can just, you subscribe and they just add new songs to it. And some pop out, like Game Pass, once the licensing ends and new ones get added in. Like, there you go. Well, yeah, like, it's a 700-song library. I'd rather they 
pare down some of the songs so they don't aren't paying for so many licenses and you don't have to buy the next year's version of the game which is essentially the yeah. same version as the last time yeah it's like and that you know like we'll talk about cod in a second well we're, let's talk about cod now really like cod uh we didn't review it for reasons that we maybe won't talk about but um no, we can talk about it. They what do you think? give it to us on time. So before you start, oh yeah, talk about that. Before you start, though, I did the same thing. I think with this video, so I'm just gonna turn down the sound of this video. Okay, there we go. And you can talk about COD now. What do you What do you think about COD? You can talk about the review thing. Do what you want. Uh, no, I mean I like it. I I do like it, but it's it's not a Modern Warfare or a um, Cold War for me. I like both of those more. Um, I think basically in a nutshell, it feels like it's a World War Two game. It, so it doesn't feel what I mean. It looks like one, but it plays like Modern Warfare. So it's kind of like let's make that Modern Warfare Cold War style game with a World War Two kind of skin over it. Um, Sledgehammer's last game was funnily enough called World War Two. This isn't called that um, because I I don't think it's intended to be a direct sequel because it doesn't really play anything like it. It doesn't feel like a World War Two game. Uh, it just kind of looks like one vaguely. It doesn't even look that much like one. So I feel it more doesn't. like I'm in the eighties or something. <laughs> Yeah. Campaign, um, maybe. Campaign, yes. Multiplayer, yeah, not a chance. Multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, it, because they, they're doing like the spin off fictional side stories, it, it doesn't feel as World War Two as the last World War Two COD. So, and I don't mind. They're trying to, they're, you know, trying to do something different. I get that. Um, campaign, I think, is normally a really strong part of COD that gets overlooked. So, like, Bottom Warfare's campaign was great. Um, Black Ops Cold War's campaign was one of the best in years. Like, it was made by Raven. It was a totally separate game that became a COD game later. And it was very un-COD because you were largely alone operative for a lot of the game. And there were the big firefights as well, but that wasn't everything. So um, they did something different there, and I really enjoyed it. This one, it's it's solid. It's polished. It looks good. It plays well, but it's just a bit bland. Like, it, it, it hasn't hooked me like those other ones have. Um, multiplayer, while everyone's here, is... It's fun. It's good. The more I play it, the more I enjoy it. It's way better than the beta was. Like that was really clunky and unpolished and rough. Um, and it's it's in a much better place than that is. So it's given me some hope for Battlefield, which was in a similar position. Uh, but it, I'm not sure that it's going to replace Cold War for me. Like I don't know that it's better long term. Maybe because you know when they add new modes and they add new maps and everyone kind of gets involved in it and they iron out what bugs are there. Um, often it does become better than the previous release as that slowly dies off. Uh, but yeah, so probably the main thing is the three um, the three pacing modes, right? So you were actually the one who, who pointed this out to me. I totally ignored it. I just thought this was a really fast, weird game. Um, <laughs> but it's it's the three modes. So you've got tactical, which is basically basically um, modern warfare. Like that's kind of the speed that was. Um, I think Cold War is actually a little bit slower than that, so that that's not really represented here. Um, then you've got Assault, which is kind of a medium ground. It's pretty quick. It's kind of like um, what Advanced Warfare was and like um, Infinite Warfare were. Uh, that's back in the day when you had like double jumping and boosting and exoskeletons and all that stuff. And then uh, Blitz is outrageously fast. Your time to kill is like single digit seconds, constant death, constant killing, easy to rack up 50 kills and 60 deaths, like no problems. Uh, that's too quick for me. I don't find it fun. The other two modes I do enjoy. Um, and now that I played them more, I kind of like that it's a bit different. Like, you're not at that one speed all the time. And I do like that. Like, it's a bit of variety. But I think overall, it's a bit too quick, generally speaking. Like, it, it's just not World War II at all. Um, but yeah, what do you think about it? Um, so I've, I've played two missions of the campaign. So not a lot. I haven't played mm. any zombies. Um, like, I'm not a huge campaign player like it, they're all just very actually that's not true like i i absolutely loved modern warfare like the 360 modern warfare's campaign i think i played two as well and just like ate it up but then yeah. like that's almost that wasn't enough like that was every campaign of call of duty ever and like it probably would have been that would have been my like jumping on point whatever year it yeah. would have been that I played. Like, it's like, that's just a Call of Duty campaign, which is fine. And if people, you know, like, are playing a game once a year, really, like, they're getting their FIFA in, they're getting their Call of Duty in, like, good for you. Like, I'm not saying that that's bad, but, like, I, I don't need to jump into that. And there's so many things right now 
that I I need to do that like it's just like I'd rather jump into like Horizon again or I'd rather jump into to Call of Duty Vanguard multiplayer um, rather than the campaign like I'm just like eh especially since there's a couple achievements that there's only like three or four that like I'm almost at so like I'm just gonna grind out multiplayer really until I'm done and then I'll probably jump into campaign proper but um, I've been really liking the campaign or not the campaign the um the multiplayer because it's just like i'm not good but i'm not bad and i can just jump in like it's just like kind of charge the objective and like just have a twitch reaction to to kill people and like you know like i don't think i've ever been like last on a team i was at the very very start so launch day when i streamed it and I know duties here. Sorry, I was awful that day. I'm actually good now. Like, I'll end up, like, MVP or, like, you know, in contention for MVP or, like, top of the leaderboard or at least middle of the of the team leaderboards. So, like, I'm not bad. But I don't think it's hard to be good either. You just kind of run and shoot. And if you kind of, like, see someone first, you're, you're yeah. going to get the drop on them. And that's just, like, a nice... It's just, like, I did get good. It's a, it's a, it's a nice... Um, relaxing, kind of just like jump in, no, no pressure, just, you know, like get a game in, get a couple games in, kind of like just, it's, it's, what's the, it's just like light and refresh, not even light and refreshing. It's just like, it's low stress, low effort. It's the easiest multiplayer game to jump in and play because you, a lot of people don't play the objective as you've learned, but as long as a couple of people on your team are, you can still kind of go for it and achieve something. You don't need to chat with them. Uh, you can very easily just jump in for one game for 10 minutes or you can play for three hours. Like that is what other multiplayer games don't really get right. Like Battlefield is such a big grand thing that I feel like you need to kind of commit some serious time to it and you need to work with your team a lot better than you do here. Uh, Halo is kind of probably in the middle somewhere. So I think that's why it's so successful. You're right, it's easy just to kind of pop some shots and... You know, it's a full circle game. It comes around real quick. Um, but yeah, it's they're always very well polished and I kind of thought Vanguard wouldn't be from playing the beta. Um, but the, yeah, they've, they've delivered at the very end. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's fun, but it's it, it's not as kind of great as, as Modern Warfare and to a lesser extent Cold War for me. Uh, uh, if you heard other noises, it's because I just got new Samsung Live Buds because I lost one of my uh, AirPods in the shops and only had one so i bought new samsung ones to go with my uh mobile phone that i knew, now have this fancy stupid thing and uh if you touch them it's apparently cool. you activate spotify so spotify just started playing so yeah. i don't know but probably now we're like copyright restricted and who cares sorry i didn't mean to just distra- this is a mess this is a chaotic mess of a live stream and it's my fault and i apologize but it's that time of the year where like mm. everything Everything is happening right now, and I, I just hate every. I hate life, but I'm sorry. Um, so I hope you enjoyed whatever that song was that I was playing. Did we finish talking about Call of Duty Vanguard, or did I just wholly disrupt this, Ben? Uh, no, we finished. It's fun. It's way better than the te- text was. Um, we like the position it's in now, so go play it. Yes. No. It's that's. I I like it. Um, there oh, are we s- did play Champion Hill together. That's what we didn't discuss. Yeah. We tried it. We were surprisingly not terrible. We weren't good, but we, what did we come third or something? That's pretty good. Uh, I think that's a fun mode. I think we should try again. It's, so that's, that's very different to the rest of the game. It's where you do need to work either with your duo or trio. Uh, and because you only have a set amount of lives, I think you have 12 lives until your team's eliminated. It felt very kind of squid game because you can kind of watch the other teams when you're waiting for your turn and, and see them just be killed off basically from a one wrong move. Um, yeah, I think it's fun. I think. We weren't good enough on the day, but we weren't the worst, and we could definitely get better. We were pretty good. Um, there were a couple of times we were up against like PC, keyboard, and mouse kind of combinations, and we were learning. And that was—I feel like that was the kind of thing. Like it, by the time we finished, we were doing far better than when we started. Like there's a bit of a learning curve, yep. but the learning curve of any multiplayer in Vanguard is maybe like 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then like you can get reasonably good and then you'll just keep improving upon then so I, I like i think we could try it again and we we do okay question yeah. mark it's a fun mode yeah maybe we'll well we'll see how we go but um maybe we won't be playing vanguard anymore because uh we also have access to forza horizon 5 
been, which I'm I'm sure you've yes. been playing. I, I've been playing early access and and stuff, and I'm sure you have as well. So, pause two seconds while I sort out, you know, because I this is just a cluster F this of a thing right the now. There we go. Nope. Nope. Yep, good. Yep, I've muted. I've muted the audio, so you can start talking about Forza if you want, or I can start. You tell me what you'd like uh, to do. Well, I've been playing this along with like three and a half million people, or something, which makes it, I think, the most played Xbox game ever at launch, or something like that. Some stat three that times about how amazing it is. Three times the amount of Forza Horizon Four players on launch day, mm. which is pretty good, actually. Is, Come on, like that's that's impressive. Yeah, that's a lot of people, well, especially. Especially considering you can't buy an Xbox, so these people are playing on last gen, I suppose, or PC, uh, or is it in the cloud potentially? Sidebar: I did try uh, Forza Horizon 4 on Xbox Cloud streaming on an Xbox One just to see what it was like. Uh, so that's that's a thing now. You can just play in the cloud. Uh, I was going to try this game, but it wasn't available, so I I tried 4 instead. It works surprisingly well on shitty Australian internet. The only thing is the quality is not great. I would say it looks like someone's been playing on a screen and they've been filming it on their phone and you're watching it on that filmed like footage. You know when someone's filmed the screen at E3 and it's kind of that washed out look? So you've, leaked, you've like. leaked to the game on like yeah. NeoGAF in the, in the back in the day or it something? Looks like you're, yeah, it looks like some leaked footage, like filmed really tight and framed well on the screen, but you're filming a screen. So Forza's probably not the right game for it. Like a smaller game that's not as quick probably look good. Anyway, yeah. that's a totally different thing, but it does work. But that's the thing of, like, you, you can play it in, like, uh, pretty visuals mode, which is, like, 4K and 30 frames on Series X. Or you can play it in less resolution, obviously. It's probably 1080p or maybe 1440, I don't know. And, and 60 frames. If you can play in 60 frames, definitely play in 60 frames. And that's kind of the thing of, like, yeah. it's super smooth. But if you're on a cloud-based thing, then <laughs> probably not as smooth. So it's that thing. And, like, yeah. I, I do like that... that Xbox has always said these games are going to be better on a console, especially right now. Maybe like maybe in the future. There's like yeah, a fly that I'm trying to get. If you see me grabbing, I'm not trying to like emphasize the point. Um, there, right now, technology is like you should play these games on a thing in front of you in your house that doesn't rely on internet. Um, but if you can't, at least you have the option to try it. And that's the thing. Like it all. It also ties into Game Pass, where like if you're not really a car person or a driving person. You can see if you like it because it's getting a lot of buzz. It's not a it's not a racing game. I don't know if it's even a it's well it's it, I guess it's a driving game, but it's more of like an open world yeah. game. I've never I have I've only raced in showcases in adventure chapters where like it's it's part of the story, and that's it. I've I've not done a single race on the map otherwise. I've done PR stunts. I've explored. I've found you know like undiscoverable roads. I've done danger signs and, and trailblazers and all the like the fun stuff that I like. I don't like the racing in Forza Horizon, which isn't to say that the racing is bad. It's just that I don't care about going around a lap three times or like just driving around. And no. so like it's, and I'm like level 67 at this point. I've not done a single like unnecessary but race. And that's a that's testament to how, how get, good it is. That's how you get millions of players, right? Because you can play it like that someone who just wants to explore this world and the, the massive open world that's there that looks amazing. Or you could play it as a hardcore racing guy and play through all those street races and there's heaps of stuff like that. So if you wanted to play all these races, you could. And you could forget about the customization, forget about the the weird horns and sound effects and hitting garbage bins and driving down every road, just do the races. Yeah. So there's like, they're the two extremes or you can play somewhere in the middle. And I think that's why it's so much more popular than Forza Motorsport now because... That's just a hardcore simulation. It's a classic example of the the spin-off series has become way more popular than the mainline series, and I don't think that see that ever changing now. Well, and like if you want to make it a hardcore racing simulator, you still can. Like you can you can go crazy, incredibly difficult drive guitars, and you can go and tune your car, and you can like set engine sounds and all this like inst- like stuff that I would never touch. But like there's there's that extreme yeah. of of craziness, and then there's just like I want to run into to bins and telephone poles and cactuses. Like, so it's, I, I think there's enough for everyone that it's just, it's, it's a crazy, amazing game. It's, it's the best one by far. And it's like really way better than four because they're not like mandatorily forcing you into like week long 
seasons where it's like oh now it's snow uh i hope i hope you like driving in icy conditions because like you don't have a choice for the next week um so that's great and they've done a great job of like and and you know i would have loved it if it was the same in horizon 3 they've they've made mexico like an actual character in the, the game through the adventure chapters and through the expeditions and through the npcs that are with you like giving you a whole bunch of dialogue and stuff like Australia was sort of a character in, in Forza Horizon 3, but like not to the same extent yeah. that Mexico has been like personified and, and like showcased, I think. Um, so the oh, way that they've, as you they've would expect re- though, right? Yeah. Like so Forza Horizon 3 was kind of the beginning of this style in that one and two were, were arcadey races and three totally changed what it was. And then four kind of expanded on that and five has expanded on that. I think Australia was more of a country, more of a character, sorry, than the UK was in four. Mm. Uh, maybe that's because the UK is so kind of split up and it's so kind of like, this is now Scotland and this is now England. And it was all like, about seasons, which didn't work, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Australia was more of that that character, but not to this degree. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, like, and it's great. And, like, the, the, the whole, everything about it's great. The one, I guess, um, negative I would maybe try to, to throw at it is that uh like it gets to that ubisoft level of like i don't know what to do anymore like as, as you start unlocking all the expeditions and all the different places to explore and this that and the other like you just turn on your map and there's just like fifty thousand things to do and it's like i don't i can't even find the expedition yeah. i've just unlocked because i can't see it amongst all of the icons which was a problem with three and a problem with four and you can go and filter it out but like it's just like sometimes i look at the map and i'm like i don't even i don't know what to do next and i just kind of like bounce off it and go back to like vanguard multiplayer so what a, yeah. what a problem to have choice like, <laughs> that's happened to me three and four i never really not that you complete this type of game anyway but i fell off at some point and then i slowly like came back and just did another race here or there and then eventually fall away and you come back months later and it's like what was i doing what do i do and it's it is hard uh, it's it's easy to kind of just pick up and play a little bit, but once you put it down for a long time, it's hard to get back into it. So that's just what comes with having a giant bloated map. That's the downside, and you just have to put up with that. It's very true. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that our, our good friend and and, and, and co-colleague, Jay Ball, who uh, has, has, he's made a couple liveries, liveries, I'm, I'm not a car guy, and vinyls uh, in, in various horizon games has made uh, a couple new ones for horizon five so you can get our uh, 10 out of 10 masterpiece uh review score slash new uh blue and pink slash kind of like bisexual pride just put some color in our logo because it's awesome and go everybody kind of logos and there's also like an old school one um with like the slightly older logo and like the really thin survivor font that you can still get as a a livery so you can search in the the vinyls or the livery. Am I saying that right? Livery, livery. Yeah, I I actually don't know. There's so, car people who are just like ready to punch me in the face. I'm sorry, car people. One of those. But go go, go get them. Oh, Look for balls up or survivor, and you yeah. can get all of those things. And you should because you know one one nitpick complaint I have, and it's because I think you would agree we've been very positive about Game Pass on this show, and we should probably be sponsored by them. Sponsorships available, not sponsored. Uh, Wine sponsorships first. No, sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. There was a gigantic ad on the homepage of Xbox.com that said day one Game Pass. That is total bullshit because it came out on Game Pass four days late. This game came out on the 5th of November, came to Game Pass on the 9th of November. I don't care that that was ultimate whatever. That first day was available. that You you could pay money for it and play it on that day. That's the day it released. Uh, It comes late to people who don't want to pay extra money. You can't call that day one on Game Pass Xbox. That's not a day one game. Yeah, it, so I, I agree with what you just like what you've just said f- wholeheartedly. But also, the weird thing is, this was the game that had this kind of like premium, give us extra money, and you can get access early, like the the cool kids. But Microsoft, in this weird, crazy, busy review period, was the only publisher thus far to give us like review. Oh, that's not true. There's one coming out that we had early access to, but I can't necessarily say what it was but you'll connect the dots very shortly people who are listening um not a lot of people who have offered early access to games have also offered early access to reviewers 
to review a game before early access came out. So like, yes, it's shit mm-hmm. that Microsoft did that thing, but also they gave us access like a week uh, or so ahead of that time. So I appreciate that. It's yeah. still like do better. There's still there's still room to do better. I don't consider it early access. I think the day that you can pay and get it is the release day. And because you are choosing not to pay more, you essentially get it late. So it's you get it minus four days later. Um, Battlefield's a great example. It's coming out with an Ultimate Edition. You get free, not free, you get a 10-hour trial with EA Access. That's when the game comes out, which I think is tomorrow. So then it comes out if you just want to pay 90 bucks next week. Yes. That's, um, it, it doesn't come out next week. It comes out tomorrow. It's 9.12. Uh, in, in less than an hour, we have a review going up on Survivor.com, which is a game that I'm not sure if I can... Hi! Also, Jaime. Um, sorry, I, you, I, livery is also how you say that thing. Um, who, would work, who would work for me? I can't even get sound right on videos. Um, in less than an hour, we have a review going up that is uh, a thing that you might be interested in reading about a game that... Uh, you probably understand what it is. I can't say it yet. I don't. Can I say it? I don't know if I can say it. But um, it's shooty shooty. I can talk about what I like. So yeah, which game? Which games are you about. looking forward to in the next so often period, Ben? Uh, well, you know, I'm keen to check out Battlefield when it launches tomorrow, uh, and then, but I don't. I'm not going to pay for it. I'm just going to play the EA Access version and see if it's any good. Don't you really love old Battlefield games? Weren't they really really good? Yeah, one was excellent. Five was not as good, but still pretty good. They're the ones that are in my memory. There were older ones than that, but they've they've gone out. Stay tuned uh, for a fortnight <laughs> from now when we talk about a game that I'm under, I'm still not saying the name of the game, and I feel like I've just dodged all the legal things. <laughs> so clever of me. Um, two pieces of news that I want to talk about, Ben, before we get into the fortnight in delays, which is always always busy. Uh, the first bit of news. Is, I think, whoops, that's not even the right one. Uh, it's this one, which is Devolver Digital went public, which is, you know, like, wow. it's pretty big, I think. And they acquired three studios in the at, at the same time. They acquired uh, Dodge Roll, Nereal, and Firefly. And I didn't have enough space in my notes as I'm frantically trying to do all this Twitch stuff to figure out what they've produced. But I don't think that's important. I think the important bits are really that Devolver went public which is huge for them from the get-go they're like a little you know like a a couple of guys from la who decided to you know like start an indie publishing studio and they've produced a whole bunch of great or not produced but they've helped publish a whole bunch of great stuff like death's door and and uh my brain's just shut down but i'm sure you can help fill in the blanks um and and also they uh, reportedly have a five percent uh they have how do I phrase this, Ben? They are apparently Sony reportedly have yes. You do it. Save me, please save me. PlayStation reportedly have five percent of them. Yes, I think. Well, you've lost, lost it. You've all lost of your my earpods. <laughs> Go again. Anyway, that's it. Uh, well, that doesn't matter. The main thing here is, what does this mean for their E three showcase if they ever do one again? Because the first year that they kind of did it and it was quirky and weird, pretty funny and entertaining. Like the fifth year they did it very cringe so uh i would just are they still gonna do that like is this them growing up a little bit and expanding and being a little bit different so the the other big thing about this is like yes i am just fail tastic today hopefully i haven't turned on spotify nope okay we're good all right good um so the, the, the Sony thing is amazing, you know, 5% reported, uh, you know, stake by Sony into Devolver is, you know, good for them. Like, that's just money into their pockets, really, when it comes to investment. Um, they, they also said in their statement that their company is majority owned by its own employees. So, that, like, the employees of Devolver have the majority of stock between the world <laughs> i'm good at explaining yeah. things so like it's kind of it's just good like they're, they're getting a bit more money they can do more things like i think anything that they've really tried to to put out there like the serious sams uh phantom abyss and now they're coming to my head in australia like all of these um releases are are amazing in their own right and they're and they're so diverse so like i don't think there's a lot that devolvers done done wrong and this is basically just kind of like giving them a boost to theoretically do more 
I, I guess that's what going public means. Like, I don't, I don't really, I'm not like a, an economist or pretend to be, but I just thought no, it was important. Not a business chart. In fact, no, I can't even keep <laughs> ear AirPods in my ears at this point. Good thing I didn't go for a jog with these, or I would have lost another set of of ear headphones. No. The worst. You've got to get like the other size little bud thing. Like maybe you're wearing the wrong one. I just I don't you know. Like they're weird. They're called what are they? The Samsung Live Buds. They look like little beans. And I had to. They don't stay in your ear. Terrible. I had, I had to watch a video where I uh, learned how to put them in my ears. So that's we're off to a good start with those. Um, the other thing that I just wanted to touch on in terms of news is uh, something that we talked about last time is just that, you know, uh, Avengers is shit and dodgy and I hate it. Um, and even Square Enix hates it from, from the news. They're like, yeah, we should have got someone else to do it because yeah. we, we definitely the games as a service thing was the right way to go. We should have always made it a, a games as a service game, but it was, it, it shouldn't have been crystal dynamics. Um, they... What an odd comment that one is, by the way. Like, why would you come out and say we we got the wrong developer for this for that's... a game that you're still actively supporting and selling? Like, that's just take it off the market, basically. Like, you've just killed it right there. Well, and that, and that comes with the news that Spider-Man is coming to PS4 and PS5 on the 30th of November. But that's not even the news story. The news story from, from last time was that they introduced these paid XP boosts. Uh, and... Mm. With less than a month after releasing those paid XP boosts, they have been removed because people weren't very thrilled with that. Um, coupled with that was the 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 functionality that you know like decreased the or increased I should say the amount of grind that it took to level up. So like all of those things coupled together is is garbage. Um, did you have? I know this isn't in the notes, Ben, but did you have it? Did you take a look at the, what the Spider-Man uh, Avengers character will look like in uh, the game? I did see it tweeted. Uh, I didn't pay any attention to it because who cares about this game? I have it on Xbox anyway, and I'm not going to play this game ever again regardless. So I don't care about exclusive PlayStation content. He just looks like Spider-Man. He has black, he has black like oh. bits on his hand instead of blue, I guess. But he's still blue and red in Spider-Man outfit. But yeah, like it's that thing where like they've, they've put it on Game Pass. So maybe people have found it on Game Pass and are like kind of getting into Avengers, but like, here's a character that you can't play or people on PC. Here's a character you can't play. Um, it's, I hope these kind of exclusives for multi-platform games just die out in a hurry because it's just, it's unfair. Like you just, like you just, you pick the wrong horse, I guess. Or like if you have multiple consoles and you just happen to get it on Xbox or you're playing it for free now on Xbox, but you've been maybe buying microtransactions because you enjoy it. Like, Oh, sorry, you're on the wrong one. Too bad for you. That's, that's garbage. It's the same thing with like destiny and, and, and special weapons on PlayStation back in the day. And there's like a million other examples, I I suppose, but it's just gross. It's gross. Yeah. See, at least something like Guardians of the Galaxy has gone single player, so it'd be very hard to do that unless they put in the story, oh, Groot's not here on Xbox. Uh, so, okay, we're just not going to speak to him. Like, Did we not talk about part. Guardians? Did we talk about Guardians last time? We talk, If you recall, we talked about it to the degree where I hadn't played it at all and you'd played like 10 minutes of the tutorial. So we, we didn't really talk about it last time. Would you want to do that we now? briefly recap. Yeah, we've got, we've got like 12 minutes before we have to like close out the hour because like we're dead set yeah. on an hour time, Ben. So Guardians was amazing. Under an hour, yeah. Easily Game of it's the Year good. contender. Easily. Yeah, not Game of the Year, but certainly a contender. Uh amazing from a i think the, the audio design is the most impressive part because like just the chatting of the characters and how they interact with each other and when you like interject with something or something goes wrong or something and they stop then they start the conversation again that's normally where games go wrong like they just can't get it right and somehow they make that feel like a natural conversation and that's what i think draws you in like i think this is better than any of the guardians of the galaxy movies like it fits the game even better because you get that fun, you get the music, you get the banter, you get the characters, and then you get some cool gameplay in between. So, uh, so much better than the Avengers was. Yeah, the story was great um, and like complex, but you didn't need like if you if you've watched maybe like an Avengers or something like you like you pretty much could get what was going on. And if you didn't, it was still like it was still I think it was still did a good job of explaining what was happening. If you didn't necessarily know what a Soul Stone was, um, which plays a factor sorry spoilers but not really um i just i really liked the way that it was 
it was absolutely just like a single narrative thread of story, but like there were some choices that you some could choices. make yeah. that really don't matter when you analyze them properly. But like, it always feels like you are making a choice and it matters. So you don't feel yeah. let down regardless of what you pick, which is like, I like, I like that in a game. And it's just, like, it's just, it's just good writing. It's, it's, it all comes down to good writing, I think. So. And I think the like, there's so many Marvel movies that when you have Iron Man, who's not Robert Downey Jr., it was odd. Like it kind of took you out of it, and that's not a problem here. Like, I don't really need Star Lord to be Chris Pratt. Like, especially now that Chris Pratt's every character ever. I think it's and fine. Also that a some, dick. you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. I think it's a you know because it's a lesser character. It's not a character we've had for so long, played by one actor for so long. I, it's totally fine. And the same with the, the other characters are less human form. So it doesn't matter who's playing Groot or Drax or whatever, like it, it comes across fine. And I think, again, that's part of what makes it a, such a good game in that it's, it's the, the world becoming a game as opposed to you being so like having so many preconceived ideas about what the movie should be. That's becoming a game. Yeah. And that was the problem with Avengers. It was too, we're so used to all these movies, but it's kind of pulling from the comics and it's, trying to be the movies and it's trying to be this games as a service and it's remembered that it could be a single player game and it wants to do xp market transactions and it was just all over the place so yeah this is very focused and it works really well and like i, I like this slant of and like there, there's accessibility options in horizon four five which we haven't talked about but there's a whole bunch of accessibility options in in this as well and there's not a like so horizon five you have to win like the battle royale mode for an achievement so like i don't like games that have like super accessible options and then like you have to be like the best at this thing to get this thing um guardians is is very friendly in terms of accessibility options if you want them and also just like mm. an achievement list that's not like you don't have it's like psychonauts you don't have to get good you can just like play the game and you'll like basically get most of them and you can decide to jump back in to like mop up the rest and stuff i don't think there's i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's a good thing and i think we should try to be pushing for more of that to be honest i like it i really liked it i thought it is it is a game of the year contender for me i don't know if it would win i think there's probably a couple games that are a little bit better but like if we're talking about sound and like soundtrack choices that's up there if we're talking about action action adventure like it's pretty high up there in general it's pretty high up there like i'd have to really think about it there's there's been a couple good games like the death loops and the horizon fives and uh like returnal was great there's a whole bunch of thing you know things that that are kind of high up there and then there's like a lot that is are very far down the list which anyway but yeah it's some daylight i think it's it's surprising that you get a licensed game you know, based on a franchise that's so successful, it's even conversation about game of the year because for so long, licensed games have just been B grade. That was a thing. They were cash ins, um, and recently, the only other one that kind of stands out is um, Insomniac Spider Man, which, again, at the time when the first one came out, I don't think people expected it to be anywhere near that good. And it's because it kind of did its own thing and it wasn't relying on what's happened beforehand. They didn't need to have Tom Holland there, uh, and so. To get another one like that, which is totally different franchise, but another kind of hit and a totally different way of going about it. Like that's pretty open world game in Spider-Man. This is very linear story based, totally different, nailed it again. So um, I think there's hope again for licensed game. Like people are finding ways to do them well. Uh, And that's what we want. Yeah. It's not like an, well, some of the Activision Spider-Man games are pretty good to be honest, but like it's, it's, it's certainly not some of the bad ones of that uh not a THQ game well yeah and it's not it's it's certainly not like an avengers it's 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 like a a batman arkham or it's like a a spider-man from insomniac spider-man kind of game like it's it's like just a tight scripted like great experience where you know what you well and like i don't know if you know what you're getting because i don't know if the marketing for the game was very well i don't think it was done very well i think people weren't sure and like we were trying to say like no microtransactions it's all single player like it's not it's not avengers it's not avengers but i think there's so many people worried that it would be in avengers and rightfully so really that yeah like it's 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 not had an easy time but like it's really good you should definitely give it a go if you haven't played it yet it's but what a turn like when has a publisher had two licensed games this big within the space of a year and one has just been a total disaster all around and the next one and they've absolutely nailed it and they would have been in development side by side so it's not like they changed their mind based on what avengers did 
They just had one which was going the wrong way and one which was exactly what it should have been. So massive turn. But then to weirdly come out after the success of Guardians and say like, oh, we should have just picked a different dev to do a games as a service. Like, no, just don't do a games as a service when it doesn't need to be a game as a service. And if you say metaverse, I'm I'm, my my head's going to explode at this point. But that's fine. That's a different story altogether. We're not even talking about that other thing. Um, ben, we have one thing left. It's 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 this Fortnite in delays. And there are so many. I'm just going to reel them off and you can give me your comments if you'd like. So the first one yeah. is the Steam Deck has been uh, delayed from December 2021 in select regions, not including Australia, to February 2022. So maybe Australia gets it in 2022. We don't even know. But what do you think? Yeah, As I, I dropped the headphone again... Uh, well, I'm keen to get a Steam Deck potentially just so I can play Game Pass games on a handheld because it's so annoying to have to plug in my Razer Kishi to a phone. Not that I'd really do it very often, so it'd be more of a novelty, kind of like, you know, you play something on Switch once and never again because it's fun as a handheld game. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're getting it in 2022, like, it's blowing out this thing. I reckon it get delayed again, so 23 maybe. Do you think we'll even need it by the time it comes out? Like, we'll have, like there's GE Force now and there's, like, Game Pass cloud streaming like i don't i think i feel like and i guess you could probably stream to the steam deck yeah with these well, things that's but what like I'm do we need it do. by the time we get it i'm thinking i was well, i wouldn't stream to it i'd install windows as they say you can do install the game pass app or the xbox app and just download the games and play it on there that's pretty much what i'd do would i get my money's worth doing that no way i'll do it like once a month play something on it so probably shouldn't get one actually took myself out of it Good yeah. thing that it's not available. Like I, I get the, I get the, uh, I get some of these things. Like Steam Deck, you'd have to, you have to buy the games on Steam. GeForce now, you have to buy the games on Steam or UPlay or uh, Origin, and like they have to, they have to actually work, which most of them do. But like, so, but you have to still have to buy them and pay for the subscription. Steam Deck, you have to pay for the Steam Deck, but it's less expensive than a super powerful rig PC. But like. I feel like when the Steam Deck yep. eventually gets to Australia, like it's not going to be a super powered rig anyway. Like you're going to be playing games in like low settings or like medium settings as compared to, you know, like laying down some more money and just having a PC master. I have LED lights now, Ben, a, a PC master race kind of thing. Like your mic has LED lights. Um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's just a thing that's been made without an actual reason. And by the time we get it in Australia, like it's the value no, well, proposition isn't going to be very high. The reason is because I'm not sure that anyone really thought that Switch was going to sell 100 million plus. It may go on well beyond that. Uh, and so it has no competitors and they've kind of thought maybe we could compete in that same market. Fair enough. Uh, you know, the Switch is kind of struggling. Like it's quite old, but it's still selling like crazy and it does its job okay. It needs a successor relatively soon. I don't think it's going to happen. If nothing else, maybe the Steam Deck pushes Nintendo to actually follow up with something. So that's the hope. Yes. Well, this one's an easy one. I don't think we're going to have much to say about it. Uh, EA Sports PGA Tour, which we have not seen anything from. We've seen like no screenshots, no videos, just like a, like a placeholder image. Uh, was delayed past quarter two 2022 to uh, a point sometime beyond that. Uh, it's cool. It's got like exclusive masters and stuff, but like we haven't seen it. I think when was the last one? Like Roy McIlroy's maybe 2017 or 2018 or something. So that's good. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which was uh, announced at Gamescom and is a card based kind of XCOM Marvel kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, was supposed to come out in March 2022, I believe. And they've just said, nah, it's coming out in the second half of 2022, which I think is fine. Like we haven't really seen a lot of the game. I think people were kind of pissed off that it was a card based, uh, turn based game instead of just a proper turn based game. I think people just wanted like an XCOM, not a card based XCOM. Um, but you know, take some more time. Yeah. Anything Fraxis does is um, really good to be honest. So if they need time, I think they still suit that anyway. You know, talking about developers being paired with the right type of game, it seems to make sense, even card based, I think. Uh, and, you know, now that Square Enix is all about we put the wrong developer on the Avengers, they seem to know what they're doing now in their mind, at least. And the other thing is, it's good to get some stuff out of that first quarter, 22, because there are so many games jammed in there. 
February has an outrageous amount of games. Almost none of them were planned to be there. They've all been in previous segments of this fortnight in delays because everything just gets pushed back then. So I think we're going to see stuff pushed out of there either because they're still not ready or because they just don't want to compete with each other and they want to kind of spread it out a little bit, which should be very smart for some of those games. Do you remember when we were like overworked right now and then in like January and February, we like actually had a chance to take a proper break? That doesn't happen mm. anymore. Like now we're just like, you maybe get like Christmas to to recoup and eat some turkey or something. And then like, yeah. you're just back into you're it. You're back in like 30th of January, you're back in. I think this happened around 2014. Before then, it was kind of like slow until like March and there was a little bit, but you didn't really get much until the next holiday. Maybe like, you know, drip fed some stuff. Then someone decided Feb, March, April should be massive. And it has been for the past six, seven years. Yeah. Well, good game. Like, oh, too many games. It's really hard. It's, it's hard to live. I, like, yep. I can't wait for Halo. I'm, I'm so excited about Halo. Um, uh, the last delay, or there's, I guess it's two delays, because it was part of an SEC filing by Activision Blizzard. Uh, both Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are delayed, presumably out of 2022 and into 2023. It's not locked in, but like that's pretty much the consensus here. Um, I still don't quite understand why Overwatch 2 is even a thing, because I just feel like they should maybe just make Overwatch... A game, oh god, a game as a service, basically. After I've just shat upon those things, but like it, that's the perfect that's, game to yeah. just continue on. Like, give it a give it a, a current gen upgrade. You know, like do all the reworkings that you want to do. You don't need to make a new game. You're gonna split your player base if you sell two copy or like two iterations of the game. It's not a yearly thing like Call of Duty. You're like this is meant to be like the new one, but like there are a lot of people, de- a dedicated fan base, still playing the original. So why would you? Why? Like, why would you do that to them? Agreed. I think that's exactly the thing. There's maybe even some potential that they're thinking that as well. And it's just kind of been delayed into that point of we don't really know what to do with this. Do we just delay it for now? Uh, and I think they probably will release it just because it's been it's out there now. But I'm sure they're considering, could we take that content, put it into maybe a paid expansion or something that you don't need to get, but it's still part of Overwatch 1? Uh, bring it up to the current gen consoles it's been over a year now by the way so definitely current gen as of yesterday the xbox series x has been out for one year and one day remember that we're watching like the was it bankstown somewhere in new zealand where they did that like big lake green town that's right i wasn't watching i was dead i was so tired i just probably collapsed at that point i'm sure i'm sure you did too come on don't tell me that you stayed up for that i was exhausted well, it was like 10 p.m. in Australia. I already had an Xbox at that stage. You'd had an Xbox for like months or something. So uh, it wasn't that exciting. It was still fun. You know, console launch. I think we were in lockdown at the time. so That was me flicking my hair, but I had much longer hair last year because I hadn't had a, care- a haircut for a while. Oh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, good time. It's been a long time and you still can't buy that console. Actually, no, they were on... They were not on sale. They were available for pre-order at EB Games this week, only in store, which, yeah. which I think is a great idea because it stopped the scalpers and the people who did the bots just buying them straight away. Uh, very exciting if you managed to get one. I think the PlayStation sold out like within hours. Yeah. And Xbox might even still be available. I'm not sure. I'm 100% um, yeah. for that kind of thing because they were kind of like trying to get people to go into store like last year or like over the last year. Mm. And it's like, it's not safe to go to an EB Games. Like, yes, I get that you need to leave your house to go to like get groceries, but like you don't need to go to an EB Games in person in like Delta Rise and all that kind of thing. But like now that it's like basically fine and if you're double vaxxed, of course, like and all those things, like, yes, like, and that and it's doing all the things that you were saying of like, you know dissuade dissuaging uh that's a word i'm gonna make up if discouraging it's not right. thank yeah. you um people from you know like buying 15 and then just going to ebay like jerks so and i don't i'm not a diablo fan uh i i, I don't have much to say about diablo unless you do nope nothing that but yeah it, well if you're in queensland and tasmania maybe it's not as easy as i just said but g- good point but yeah like get get with it Queensland and Tasmania and WA, I guess, just to get vaxxed. Uh, with Overwatch and Diablo, it, it's that thing of, I think these are really delayed because there's been such a shakeup at Blizzard because of the people who have left or have been perhaps forced to leave in the wake of all the stuff we've talked about in previous weeks. Yeah. So 
like, I don't know. I, I'm not convinced Overwatch 2 is ever going to see the light of day, to be honest. Like, Diablo is definitely going to come out eventually, but I don't, I, like, I think Overwatch might just die quietly, but who knows. Yeah, well, and the last year or so, Activision Blizzard hasn't released much at all. Like, so 2020, they had quite a lot. They had Crash 4, they had the Tony Hawk remaster, um, 1 and 2. This year, they just had those two games again released on the current gen consoles which doesn't count and they had diablo 2 re-release or something like that and then cod of course so certainly less than what they've normally had so to delay those two games if they were planned for next year into 23 what do they have next year like it's obviously cod again anything else it's, it's an odd time for them to have so few games well but yeah thankfully other publishers have made that easy and there's too many games to play Right now, in February, and beyond. Um, that's all I wanted to talk about, Ben. Anything else you wanted to, to get out before we, we wrap up for this Fortnite's edition? No, that's it. We'll be back uh, with more games. So we're going to have, what do we have? We have Battlefield, we have Pokemon, we have something else probably. They're both out next Friday. Well, no, based on my previous comment, Battlefield's out tomorrow. Battlefield, yeah, we'll we'll be able to talk about Battlefield uh, 2042 next fortnight, and between then, possibly in like maybe 20 minutes or so, we might have a review going up about that particular thing. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, yes, good, oh, good, good yeah, call. We'll GTA the trilogy that. comes out basically in a couple hours in Australia. Uh, I th- I think I might be able to talk yeah. about a sci-fi shooter that is highly anticipated. I'll have to check, so I'm not going to say the name of it. Nope. <laughs> we won't be able to... I think we're going to do like a Halo special episode when it's out, like when we can actually talk about it, when we've played it a heap, because we've talked about it so much, we may as well give an hour to Halo. Who knows if or, I was talking about that or not, Ben? That was, a, that was a big assumption on your part. Jeez. I, I'm not talking about your comment. I'm talking about future content that we have coming up on this show. So exactly. that's not next fortnight. Maybe after that. Who's to say? Uh, that's all we have. Yes. Oh, and Bright... bright infinite no what's it called bright memory infinite i will be able to talk about that next time and that review is going up shortly i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say what time it is but like pretty much in the next few hours so Hmm. cool uh thanks for joining us ben thanks for joining me ben thanks for joining us twitch people sorry that i screwed up the sound on the videos especially if you're listening to the recorded podcast because i'm not gonna be able to fix that so sorry that that you're gonna hear trailers for like a little bit but it wasn't that long thanks for the twitch chat to remind me that i'm an idiot uh sorry that my earphones kept falling out i'll just put in like ben's trusty old ios you know headphones like with a cord that don't fall out um you know like we're learning we're trying it wasn't that bad i hope well that's what you want to hear that's your performance review wasn't that bad uh (sighs) That's us for this week. Where are you on the internet, Steve? Thanks for saving me, Ben. Uh, uh, SWriteAU on everything. And how do we find you, Ben Salter? Uh, ben underscore Salter on Twitter. And that's us for this week. I really look forward to reading this magic review of a game that I don't know, even know what it is in 20 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that. I'll give you a, I'll give you a quick uh, hint. It's 3,200 words, and I've edited, I think, 2,000 of them. So I need to spend the next 20 minutes uh, getting that done. Well done, Luke, for a mammoth effort. Uh, We can talk more about that next time. I think I'm going to try to get Luke on if we can do it. If not, we might do, like, a recorded thing that we can, like, chuck into the the next episode because it's it's a doozy. So we'll see you next time. We'll see you then.